0: You're so good to all of us, not just to me and my family, but to all of us, and I thank you. I thank you for being here again tonight among the saints, the body of Christ. It's always so wonderful to have such an opportunity to bring the word that God plants a seed in us to give. It's not by me, but by God. He's a mighty, mighty God. I didn't know that we have so many talented people. Amanda, didn't know. Oh, she left. She's around here somewhere. Amanda, there you are. I didn't know. I didn't know you could play the drums, and she sings and and, and she plays the organ. I said, "Well, look at the gifts that God has given her," and the other praise and worship team. It's wonderful. I remember when we first started coming here. About, I think it's about five years. You know, time just slips by me so quickly when you get to a certain age even though I'm still young, but I'm under the category of elderly people, seasoned, I always say, that you know, there was just a few people in the choir, and it has grown, and it has gotten so strong and so vibrant. And I'm just appreciative to be here, that God sent me here, and I didn't run away. because I surely did, because when I first came here, it frightened me. It surely did. I just said, Lord, but my husband, he was just planted already. He just knew right away. And I said, okay, devil, you ain't separating nothing. So I just, I said, well, i got to be humble and just watch and keep on praying. Is this where you want me, Lord? Because I'm scared. And I didn't have the spirit of fear, but I was a little nervous and anxious. And I stayed and stayed, and I've grown change me in certain areas that I had to change if I was going to keep on serving him in his ministry, because it's not just our ministry, it is Jesus Christ of Nazareth's ministry. I would like to go and pray, Lord, I just thank you this evening, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our King and our Lord, our Heavenly Father, I thank you for your healing power there's power in your healing, Lord Jesus. There's power in your word. There's power in your name. I thank you for all the petitions that are out there right now, Lord Jesus, for their healing. Wherever they are this evening, give them the peace and comfort that they know, Lord Jesus. Even in the midst of their storm, Lord Jesus, that they can have joy and peace, and they surrender everything to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the pastor and the first lady and his family, Lord Jesus. Keep on blessing them. In the name of Jesus, amen. It's so good. I'm so glad that I can be an intercessor, that he's given me that opportunity through the years of churches, especially, you know, when you can go and ask somebody just in a private way, things are going on. This past This year, it's been such a challenge for me. In areas in my life and my walk with Jesus, and just recently in the past three, four months, I mean, it was just coming this way, that way. And just recently, I went to someone that you know. Sometimes you can't just go to anybody and ask for prayer, and that's because you got to have that divine wisdom, that divine understanding. It doesn't mean anybody else around that they're not that worthy they are. But you, if you're obedient to God speaking to you in your spirit you be obedient, even though you might not understand. And I went to this one just individually. And in that stronghold, I want them to know that that stronghold is lifted in less than 24 hours. And I thank God that we can come together, no struggle. It is a blessing when you don't have to have any struggle when you come to the saints and you need prayer, even if it's one on one, that's a blessing. Those are blessings that God gives us every day. We have to be aware, saints, of our blessings every day, every moment when you wake up in the morning. Blessing, blessing, even if there's some aches and pains and you're tired. Thank you, Lord, because it surely didn't have to wake up this morning with you on this earth, on your earthly kingdom. But I'm just thankful, very thankful. Well, I want to talk about tonight about life. Oh, the ups and downs of life and everything that goes on. But, you know, our Heavenly Father, he's right there. You don't talk about the Zoe life, God kind of life, his kind of life. I want to talk about the breath of life. Now, I don't know how many people brought their Bibles tonight, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. If you didn't bring it, I hope you have enough word in your heart that you can connect what we what I'm going to be sharing with you if you don't then you can also take a pad or pencil and write down some of the scriptures and go home meditate marinate your heart and your mind in God's given this evening to you you know um, it was really um, a storm today um, past couple weeks trying to get my message just in really two three days.
1: Phone ringing on and off the
0: hook. I'm on vacation for two weeks, which is very odd on my job. I haven't had two weeks off in 13 years that I've worked with this agency. So I'm taking really a lot of advantage. But I realize my phone be going off all day long, you know. And it's really telemarketing people and people not – you can't even – they don't even answer. It just rings. It's just crazy technology world that we have. But even even today – The past couple days, you know, trying to distract me, get this word, and listening, and studying, and making sure this is which way he wanted me to go. It was another way I was going, and then he just changed up this afternoon. I said, okay, Lord, I know because you're getting getting ready for me to do other things. But he's blessed. He's blessed this church. We have published authors. Pastor's got his book out. James Jordan, he's got his book out. Twelve Woman Disciples, we just got our book out eight uh, two months ago. So he's blessing people in this church. And uh, I'm just thankful for that, and I'm getting ready to do a screen um, presentation, hopefully, so that way you can um, really get the grip of what God has done in my life. And the conversion that I have gone through the day that I surrendered my life to the Lord, it's been 31 years, got saved when I was 40. Do the math, I just turned 71, and I thank God that he's got me walking and having a good time, and, you know, everything's working, and I'm just thankful for that. So, you know, God is good. So I'm trying to get a slide presentation. It's going to be raw and very radical. And uh, he's got things for me to do, and, you know, I've I've written articles and magazines before. I've done documentaries. I've done radio talk shows. I've done a lot. But now it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty, writing my book specifically on my conversion before I got converted, my lifestyle, and what my lifestyle is now. But my message this evening want to go, if you have your Bible with you, if not, that's fine. You can jot this down and go home later and marinate on it. I want to go to Genesis 2-7. I want to talk about the breath of life. Anybody doing just good this evening? Okay, you know, don't get shy. If you want to say amen, thank you, Jesus. Get up and shout and all this. It's good. It's good for the blood. Keep it going. Don't fall asleep. You know, I don't care okay if you fall asleep on, on me, but don't fall asleep on Jesus and the Word. I wouldn't want you to do that. So, Lord, just calm down the atmosphere here, and let me get to where I got to go, and I can speak on what I need to speak on. got to see what time. Okay. Because, you know, past the 8 o'clock, that's it. I've got to be obedient. You know, I uh, learned that a long time ago long time ago. Now, I'm going to go to Genesis 2 7. I just want to share something with you on this. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life and man became a living being. Just think about that. He formed man out of the dust of the ground. But what he had to do for Adam, and that was the man that he came from out of the ground, you know, a most intimate moment occurred when the Creator, he breathed into his nostril the breath of life. That's the first intimate starting of a relationship with our Heavenly Father. You know, we always say, you know, you got to get intimate with God. But think about that. When I read that and I start studying, and I said, "Ooh, that is the first intimate, close knit," and it came from my heavenly Father when He breathed in the nostril, and it came with our Creator. Just think about that. How awesome! awesome he's so good to us all the time let's go to John 1 4 it'll be all over I think this bible I'll try to I, I, I really minister and, and teach better when I don't be t- turning my pages but right now I don't know there's something in the air Something is going to be happening. I can just feel it. I want to go to John 1.4. In him was life. And the life was the light of the man. The light of men. Now that's a blessing. Right there. Because God, he gave mankind precious life. That only God has to give. Your life didn't come nowhere else but with God. That's where it came from. That's a blessing. If we get more in the Word and learn about the blessings that God give us, we wouldn't be going through so much within our internal turmoil. Blessings. I don't care what we go through. God, if I could share with you some of the things I've been going through for the past three, four months, that the enemy just wanted to attack everything, physically, mentally, eternally, and I would not have it. And that's what we got to know, not have it, because we got blessings that God gives us, gives us that precious life. This is the life that he has given us. He created us, nothing else. He created us. And I thank him for that. Then I want to just go up a, a little further up on, on, on John, on John 1.1, 1, 1, the eternal word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God and the word are one. His word. That's why it's so important to be in his word all the time. I'm not saying you got to carry your Bible everywhere, but if you circumcise your heart, there's a scripture in there to tell you about to circumcise your heart. Open up your heart and put His Word, because His power, His power, it's His power, and He wants to give us that power, that Word, so when we go through things, we know how to handle things. We know how we can stay rooted and not sway back and forth and give up so easily power, his word, so much power that, that he has. Now, he gives it to us in certain times, in certain seasons, in certain amount. Now, if he gave it all to us at once, we couldn't stand it. Now, thank God for that. But that's because we're here temporarily on this earth for now. But boy, in the supernatural, when we go and we go up, Aha! we're going to have so much power go to and fro, he said. You ain't got to worry about what kind of car, no car payments, no nothing, Pastor. We can do anything we want to do because we're going to go to and fro. I have to understand that. I believe that. He gives us imagination. He gives us creativity. Use that creativity and imagination that he gives us in his word. Because some people say, oh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Yes, have no doubt, never no doubt. Just the other day, I'm going to throw this in. i do not imagine the name because he's kind of famous. He's out there. His wife just passed away from cancer. only 51 years old. He's on television. He had his own series. And they, they were praying people, and, you know, they, they had their own series. And he was um, telling how his wife's last words were, and he was telling, talking about his wife. And he said something, and it was so profound, but it wasn't the right profoundness. And it disturbed my spirit because he said, if there's a God, I will go back and see her again in heaven. He said, if there was a God, he had doubt. We should never have to say, if there's a God. Even I don't care what you're going through. There is a God. There's a God said, no, 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 please, but I can understand he was mourning and whatever, no excuses, I'm not trying to, you know, make up for him or anything like that, so I went meeting in prayer and prayer for him, Lord, bring somebody, give him the word to renew his mind, show him scriptures who you are and you are alive, because you give us the breath of life, and we're just temporarily on this earth, so I just want to let you know about that, Don't no ifs, No ifs. There is most definitely a God. I know sometimes we question, where are you, Lord? Why is this happening to me? How come it's not doing quickly? Because, you know, we think we're entitled. There's a lot of entitlement going around. We ain't entitled nothing. Everything that he gives us is mercy and grace out of his mercy and grace. Everything he does for us is from his mercy, unmerited favor. We don't really deserve nothing, nothing. I surely don't, but I'm so glad that he waited, just like he waited not just for me but for everyone here. He waited until he knew that your will will come and line up with him. And when you surrendered your life to him and you received the gift of salvation, that's the beauty of it, will, your will, lined up with his will. His word lined up in your heart that you can go and just whatever the Holy Spirit gives you. I know on my job sometimes from, from my building, there's no bathrooms. I have to go to another building on military ground, so you know that's how they build things up. So for me to go to the latrine, even if it's raining, like we had that downpour today, if I had to go, I had to go from point A to point B, but it's a little, it's a little walk. It's not that far, it's just up a ways. But sometimes I have the most great time with the Lord. I don't have my Bible with me, but I have enough in my heart that he puts in me that I can go. And from that point A to point B, and I'm saying something, no, then I go in and if I need a shout or plead the blood or talking in the spirit in my heavy language, I stretch that toilet so nobody can hear me because you know I'm on school grounds. <laughs> and I'm telling you they're rough. We can't bring up, but I'm bold enough I was bold enough out there in that world for so many years and radical and raw and did whatever I wanted to do, you'll see when you come where my desk is and I have a bookcase, I have the cross there, I have the name of Jesus, because that's who my God is, and I name who my God is, and it's Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and he breathes life in me. And I have a little Bible right there. Then I have a sign that says beautiful, because when my girls come and want to sit down and talk to me, that's what they see right away. They might not ask nothing about it, but they see it. It's there. And I'm not ashamed. And they have never asked me to take that down. They better not, because they practice Halloween. Oh, don't go there, Jeannie. (laughs) I tell you right now, I don't practice Halloween. But they have Halloween there, and they can't make me participate in Halloween. All they can do is can I have some volunteers? And you know, they make it sound where, okay, my team players, I'm a team player for Jesus Christ, and I ain't acknowledging Halloween. Because when Christmas comes, we can't put a nativity scene out there in the school, but they sure could have all goblins and all that crazy stuff they do on on Halloween. Practicing some false idols. Oh, let me, I don't even know why I went, it ain't my notes. <laughs> it ain't Halloween time either, but I'm preparing it. it right the right way truth and we need to stand on that truth so anyways here i am i got sidetracked and that's okay because it wasn't by the devil and oh, thank you jesus and in verse uh, two it says and he was in the beginning with god and all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made So nothing was made without our heavenly Father. He did it, and He'll always do that, always. I think that um, described the the, the essence and the mission of an incarnated word, and that is the flesh becoming human, and He came down the deity in His Spirit in a human form. That's what our Jesus, our heavenly Father, did to give us that word in Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for that. One thing I want to go to, John 10.10. I want to share something. Another profound thing that just happened just the other day. And I said, mm, mm, mm. So John 10 is talking about how Satan will come, steal, and to kill, and to destroy. We know that. And we say things. I've said it when I minister to some people. I say things. I said, you know, the devil, if he can't get your, your marriage, he'll go through your kids. If he can't get your children, he'll go through your finances. And if he can't do any of that, then he'll attack you in your health. I've said that. I've teached that. I've ministered that to people. But I heard something, and I said, my, 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 my. So let's go to John 10. Are you with me? All right. I'm glad you're with me. Now, the thief does not come except to steal. And to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life. And he's talking about eternal life. Not just life here, but eternal life. That's what he gives us. When he breathed life in that nostril of that man, it was to have eternal life. Not just temporarily. So keep that always in your heart. We have eternal life that they may have it more abundantly, abundantly, right now. That's what he says. You know, we say this, that the thief, um, the enemy, Satan, he tries to steal your purpose, he tries to kill it, he tries to destroy it, he tries to take your desire, steal it, kill it, and to destroy it. He tries to come and steal and to kill and destroy your vision. How many times that God gave you in a vision, the next day you just forget about it. You don't pray on it. You don't meditate on what he gave you, because when he gives you a vision, he'll give you a word with that vision. He don't leave you out there to, to, to dry up. He gives you something substantial to hold on to. But here comes the devil to come to steal and kill and destroy your vision. He also tries to steal and kill and destroy your gifts. Wow, I haven't preached in a year. I think I'm going to leave the church. Hmm, How many people have said that? Oh, I've only preached one or two, three times. I'm not being used. You better sit down and be quiet. He's preparing you for something when there is a progress, is always a preparation. no matter how long you've been in his ministry, for there's a reason and you can't outreason God. You just sit and be quiet and be used when you are to be used. You've got your gifts. so you've got to always do your gifts. go home, just preach in your room, preach around the house. Go walk around in your neighborhood and just talk to yourself inwardly, eternally, because we know how to do things eternally. <laughs> Practice on preaching and ministering. There's so many other things. On my job, sometimes I minister one-to-one. Sometimes I minister to a couple. Whatever he gives me, that's where he wants me. That's what I be doing. Also, the Satan comes to steal and kill and destroy the fruit of your body, I mean, about your children, your family, the fruit of your body, people that are still producing, children. He'll come and attack that, not just the females, but males also. We always forget about the male. They're just as important as the female. We can't do one without the other. <laughs> he comes to steal and to kill and destroy the fruit of your labor. He'll get you so tired that you can't even meditate. You can't even open up your Bible. But like I said, your heart, the word, circumcise your heart. He'll bring out a word. Even one word from God can change any situation around. I believe that. he gives give you just one word. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. I'm tired. Lift me up. Give me a word, and he'll give you a word. So that way the enemy can't steal it, kill it, or destroy it. Because that one word has so much power to tear down any stronghold that the enemy tries to give you. Don't receive it. Don't claim it. You know your tools that God gives you. He gives us tools. It's all in his word. Benefits and promises. love. He also comes to steal and kill and destroy your marriage. He'll do it slowly, little by little, before you know it. You know what's going on? What happened? You've got to be aware where he's at, where he is, and what he's capable of doing. That's why it says to always keep your armor, the full armor. You just don't put the helmet on. You just don't take just a shield. You prepare your feet, you have that covered. You have everything covered. He said, put the whole armor on, because the devil, he's sneaky. He can swim anywhere, in any little hole. If you know anything about snakes, they can go underneath your door. They ain't got no bones. The devil ain't got no bones, he ain't got no backbone. You better know that, right? No, he ain't got no backbone. (laughs) Okay, he also comes to steal and kill and destroy your calling. God's called you. I know some people have been called 30, 40 years ago, and they're lost in the sauce. If they miss their calling, it's because their ears are blocked. Got to get that ear gate open. Got to get your mind open you got to have the mind of Christ in you. You've got to pray over your mouth. Watch what you say. Work on it. It's a process. Don't sabotage your process. Embrace your process, no matter how long it takes. In the meantime, while the process is going on, work it. Work it. Become it still and kills and destroys your potential. God gives us potential. You know, people go to college. I've gone to college. I've gone to school, my CPE. I'm a chaplain, clinical pastoral education in Texas. Did 18 months, got my certificate. Taught me a lot because I was right in a children's hospital for 18 months. That's how I got my schooling. But before I got there, I was already an elder and an ordained minister, so I came with some form of credentials. But however, when you're out there, your potential is because you've got these certificates and and, and degrees, but it's totally different when you apply it out there. You learn more out there. It just shows the people that hire you that you have potential. That's all what those degrees do. That they're gonna teach you their way. No matter where you go on a job, you—I don't care if you're a hairdresser, cosmetologist—you've learned, you got your your license, you've gone through the schooling. But when you get in that salon, they're gonna show you their cut, their specialty, their coloring, how they do things. They just know you got potential because you went through some training, and that's what he tries to take from you—that you. That you don't have no potential. You never amount to nothing, he'll tell you. And you think, it's, oh, I'll never get there through the years. Don't listen. You know better. Don't let him come and steal it and kill your your potential and destroy your potential. He comes and steals and kills and destroys instruments of your blessing, your testimony. Share about the Lord and his goodness. Some people have come up to me and say, How? Your testimony, so powerful. Yes, my testimony is so powerful, and I don't mind sharing it. Because I know somebody is going through something, somehow, somewhere. And if I can just a little bit let them know that you can come out of that dilemma. You can come out, and you can get victory. Because I am not under condemnation at all. A lot of times I say, Lord, but I'm in the church, that I know. You didn't have that kind of lifestyle. I didn't ask you about what their lifestyle was. I'm using you. You don't know, and I don't know. I know sometimes people think I'm a little stuck up. I'm not stuck up. I don't want to get caught up in gossip. I don't want to hear this and that, because i got to hear from the Lord why i got to pray over this person or what's going on now. I will ask specifically, is there something specific I got to pray for? Because I'm not one of those magicians, you know, that hocus pocus and I know what's going on in your head. I don't confess that. I know the Holy Spirit does speak to me sometimes and I'll be obedient. I don't know why. I just go and I say what he tells me to say and then after that, that's it. Some people do get blessed like that. But you got to be aware all the time of your surroundings. So I have no problem. Just when I wrote, and and, and it was a blessing, blessing to me. And when I get a blessing, I want to share my blessing. When you get a blessing from God, share that blessing with somebody. That's what he wants, that's why he blesses us. Not to hold on to it. Don't store all your storehouse in the storehouse, all your blessing. Give it out, open it up. Because he's going to bless you that the windows and doors you can't even contain. He tells that in his in his word. When I was um, had the great opportunity for this book of the 12 disciple women here in this church, and um, some people thought I was going to write something in another area of my life, but that's a book, book, not a chapter. And I prayed first, and when he led me, I could talk about it, I could always talk about my mother. You know, she's still alive, she's 92, and uh, she doesn't live far from here, she's about a three hour drive outside of Tampa. And I, said, and I had a hard time writing that chapter. I don't have a hard time talking about my mama. I don't have a time, hard time sharing, you know, what the enemy does to families, Cursal generation, but I also know that it was hard. I had to get on my knee. I said, Lord, when I write this story, I don't want to write with any anger in my heart. And when I tell my testimony, I don't have anger in my heart. I love my mother. I'm, I've forgiven her. Even though she hasn't forgiven me, I've forgiven her. So, But I, writing is something different. It's more tangible. And I had a high, it, it took, we had two years to write our story. I wrote my story maybe two weeks before it got published. I just couldn't write it. And I said, this has got to be you, Holy Spirit. Speak to me and write in my hands the story. And I want to show love because I want the story to go and help other people about love, your love, and how you sustain me and how you've sustained her. 92, and I've always prayed for all them years that I have not seen my mother going on 38 years to keep her in good health. She's not in no nursing home. She's in assistant living, but she has her own apartment. And I thank God every day he takes care of my mama because I serve a good God. So no matter what happens, if you get abandoned, Just thrown aside, he'll bring you to a place of forgiveness. Different about to forget. I've forgotten all the things that happened because so I can forgive. And that's, en- that's just an- an- another time of the, of the lesson. So, anyways. Tell, don't let him steal your testimony. You don't know who you you might you might not know what someone's going through, but you're gonna touch somebody's heart and they say is she or he can go through that and come out with no wounds. I don't take no drugs. I don't drink alcohol. I don't take um, this is drugs so I can calm my nerves. down. when I need to get calmed down, I go to Jesus. That's my medication. So let, let him steal your testimony and speak your testimony. Now, he'll give you divine wisdom when, when to do it and when not to do it. Because you've got to use that. Because some people, you know, they'll take it and try to harm you with it. But you're not going to get no harm because he has a hedge of protection around you. So he comes to steal and to kill and to destroy your expectations. I have expectations. I'm going a long way with Jesus. He's going to open doors that I can't contain. I'm still in the process, but it's going to happen. I see this church filling up. It's going to happen. Even on Wednesdays, we might have to go to two services on Sundays, Pastor. <laughs> and that would be okay. <laughs> we don't do too much anyways after we leave here. We just go eating and go home and go to sleep, take a little nap. Come on now. You know that's what we do. <laughs> I know that's what I do. Now i got to get up for work the next day. But don't let him take your expectations. They'll come and steal, and kill, and destroy the star, your star, your colorful destiny. That's why I talk about the star. He created the stars. I'm not talking about the stars like in Hollywood or what you see on TV. But your star, he made you a star, a colorful one for your destiny. He always knew your destiny. He'll come and rob and steal your voice. Don't you know sometimes, just this Sunday, when I went to intercessory prayer, pastor so graciously asked me to open up for prayer. I was losing my voice. So, didn't have my Bible with me, but I know the anointing. I pray over my voice. The anointing. Pray over your voice. You use it every day pray over that you say the right things not the wrong things anoint your voice for what you say out there that's why he's the principality Satan, he don't know what's in your heart God knows everything about you because he breathed life in you he created you, he's our creator Satan didn't create us so what we say out there that's what he grabs and that's what he uses against you know that, fully believe in that he comes in and steal your life. God gave you life. Don't let the devil steal nothing. Nothing. Or kill or destroy nothing from you. You have the tools. You have the power. You have the authority. He gives us that. Our Heavenly Father he tells you in his word. That's why you got to stay in the word. Even if it's just one scripture a day. And you just meditate on that scripture for a whole week. Do that. And you'll see how much you'll grow. You'll see how much you have ammunition against Satan. Also, he comes to steal and to kill and destroy divine help. You get divine help. People will come and help you. You Try to take that away. To make you think you're all by yourself. Ain't nobody care about you. And you can't do nothing. You're all alone. I don't have nobody, I have no companion, no husband, I have no family. They're all gone. My kids don't even come and see me. He's trying to steal your divine help. Tells you, I'm your father. I will not forsake you or leave you. Tells you that. I will supply all your needs. But we get caught up in the worldly things, thinking, woe is me. That being a woe is me. I am a child of God. We had good teaching on that. Pastor taught about that. You are. I am a child of God. Have no doubt at all. Know who you are. Know where your divine help comes. It comes from him. He gives us the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. says, I will leave you a comforter, a helper, a counselor. He gave that to us before he left this earth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Whew. Okay, so it comes to him, and it comes to kill, and he comes to destroy your name. Know who you are. Don't let nobody, you know, back in the day, I'm just going to spell it, okay, because I don't want to say it. But if you ever call me a bee, you, I think you all know what a bee is. Just back in the day, in the 50s, well, 60s, were fighting words. Today, honey, these girls love it when you call them a bee. They think that is the greatest thing in the world. They got it in their songs. They got it in the movies. Now, you know I'm right. This is right and tight. Now, you know I'm telling you the truth. And we got some in the church that they be talking like that. Where you think that Satan is? He's not out there. He got them out there. He's got his little imps working for him. He come in the church. That's where he really works, in the church, in the body of Christ. Know your surroundings. So know about your name. Know who you belong. Find out who you are in his word. He'll tell you. So when he comes around and tries to tell you something else, oh, you're selfish. Oh, you think you're all this and that. Oh, you puffed up with pride. Now, you know Satan mixes truth with lies. He knows truth, but he also knows how he's the father of lies. Our Heavenly Father tells us that. Why would you doubt anything that your Heavenly Father tells you in his word? He's the father of lies. Don't believe it, don't entertain it, and don't embrace it. He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy your destiny. Now, didn't I just tell you, destiny, God, knew you way before you was even in your mother's womb. He knew already. But he comes and tries to steal your destiny. He don't want you to have eternal life. Not with God. God says, choose life or death. What are you going to choose? choose life and more of it and I choose eternal life with him and it's not just because I don't want to go to hell I want to be on his bosom just like John I want to see God my heavenly father Jesus Christ face to face I want to have a life for the rest of my life that he gives me eternal life with him I want that and we should want that too He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy the promises of God. He knows knows about the promises of what God says. He tries to take it away from you. You, That's why you've got to stay rooted. Take that seed, the word is a seed, plant it in the ground. Water it every day. Let it gotta sprout up so you can get a harvest. It's a process. It's not overnight. So please... He tries to steal the promises of God. He's crafty, Says in the Amplified Bible, he's a genius, but an evil genius. It says that in the Amplified Bible. a genius, but an evil one. My God is a genius, and he's a good God, a mighty God. He also comes to steal and to kill and destroy your future. Make you think that you're not going to get there. Look how long it's taking you. You've got just this. It don't matter. It's not quantity, it's quality of your life with your Heavenly Father. He comes to steal and to kill and destroy your present life. What's happening right now doesn't stop working, He doesn't take no vacation, the enemy. But our Heavenly Father does the same thing. He's right, He's a right now. It's here now. The aroma of his presence is here, our Heavenly Father. There's another odor you need to know, the stinking odor. You know where that comes from. From the enemy. He stinks. So with all of this, what he really, really is after, this is so profound, so profound to me, what he really is after all these things that I say that he's after, and probably there's some more I didn't name, but you could come up with some that he comes to. But he really, he just uses all that to distract you. But the real thing that he's after is the word that's in you. That's what he wants because he knows this power. Even though he's arrogant and don't want to take responsibility. Even though he's read Revelation and he knows what's in Revelation and he don't accept it. But he don't want that word. He wants that word that's in you. So you can't go out and be successful for your Heavenly Father. So think about that. It's the word that he's after that's in you. That's that's a mouthful. That I know I there's no shouting. I'm enjoying my message tonight. You might not like it. Might be falling asleep. What time is it? i have got to be on. Oh, pastor! Oh my goodness! And I, I got so much more to tell. I gotta quit. I am so. so I got caught. Up. See, I got caught up. It's okay. It's a good caught up. But going to scriptures, there's so much. There was so much I wanted to share. Good thing I did. Oh, my goodness. The little golden nuggets I had in Psalms 119, 15. And then, oh, and then they let. And then I had, oh, my goodness. when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, you know, I'm always going to preach on that because that's what I got saved on. 14, 6. John 14, 6. You know, Jesus is the way to the Father. He's the truth about God and all the very life of God. As such, he reveals truth to us and gives us life to us. He gives us life. He tells us, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Believe it. You know. He also tells us in John 15, 4, abide in me and I'm in you. We've got to dwell and stay and settle in and to seek deeper in him. Don't forget what I said first in, G- in Genesis 2, 7. The first intimate time you ever had is when he breathed life in your nostrils. He started the intimacy. Continue on with that intimacy with him. Live in him. Rest in him. Go deeper with him. And he I'm just, um, I'm, I'm, oh. well, well, guess what? You might have to just invite me over again to finish my message. Because I am so sorry. I went over ten minutes. How many push-ups do I have to do for you, Pastor? <laughs> But I thank you, Lord. I thank you tonight that I could bring the word that you gave me, that I could share it and deliver it. I I know, I know, because I believe there's power in your word. And what was said today, that who was here, the saints, the body of Christ, took it and meditated on it and go home and keep on meditating and know who they are and who they belong to. And I thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you, Jesus. If anybody needs to pray or needs to just come to the altar, the brazen altar,